Hey guys, it's Steve, uh, TPC. Just wanted to do a quick update for our locals supporters with some exclusive content, as they say. And I, and I apologize for being a little bit out of it the last couple of weeks. I had to do the uh, final uh, traveling, uh, as it were, to get myself back to North Carolina, where I am now for the first time in almost five months. And there were uh, some alligators that, uh, once I got home this week, needed to be stomped on and, and taken care of. As they as they say, the, uh, the bills don't stop even when you've been unemployed for a year. And so uh, a lot of things needed to be taken care of and still in the process of doing that. But I did want to do a quick update, maybe even a little bit of uh, Ask TPC here, because the, the questions particularly with the gun control legislation that is being uh, proposed and with the most recent um, mass shootings and all of that going on, I'm getting lots of uh, PMs and DMs and uh, uh, public uh, comments and questions about that, wondering where we're headed here. So I'll, I'll get into that, a little bit of that, but, but mainly just wanted to um, say hi and let you know that all is well. Uh, I've survived this uh nearly five-month, 18-state um, trip. And as you know, it began back the day after Thanksgiving, which was just a, you know the, the, the what we called the uh, TPC Road Trip uh, 2020, which was to go out and meet our um, readers or followers or supporters and spend time as, with as many of you as you could. And it was, that was phenomenal. It was uplifting for me. It was great. It, I, it, was, it, it came at a time where I needed it because I was going I was going dark because of the lockdowns and its personal effect on me. And so getting out really, really um, pulled me out of a hole. And um, then, of course, you know, <laughs> crazy. It's been it's, it's been a crazy five months because um, as I was drawing towards the end of that uh, road trip, went to Nashville, and I was actually in Nashville the day of the uh, the bombing there downtown on Christmas morning, and uh, I got home on January, uh, yeah, on, on New Year's Eve. And I was just there for, I was here for a couple of days and, <laughs> and then went up to DC and boom, we all know what happened on, uh, DC on the 6th. And I was there for that. And then after, after I got all of the story about uh, the, the six written and the videos edited and that sort of thing, then I hit the road again to start working on the book. And that book that I'm uh, co-authoring with uh, C. Edmund Wright, and the working title is The Scamdemic Book. I had a great meeting with him yesterday, by the way. That was another reason I needed to get home, because we're the, the pieces of that puzzle are starting to come together. Uh, as we're, we're both writing it in our own voices and, and, and how we're approaching this thing is maybe a little bit different and unique in terms of a, um, a co-writing project. I'm excited to get more and more of that information out to you just as soon as I can. And then the, uh, time out. Oh, I, I was, I was in Tampa for the Super Bowl. Didn't go to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, couldn't afford tickets to that game, but I, uh, I was there Super Bowl week and then I got snowed in, in Nashville shortly there after that big, um, ice and snowstorm that hit the South. I mean, literally snowed in, I tried to leave and, um, got stuck and had to turn around and walk back and uh, stay a couple more days. And then spent a couple days, uh, in little rock, went to, uh, Oklahoma, was there for a week and a half or so, something like that. And then went and squirreled myself away up in a beautiful place on a lake, frozen lake in Wisconsin, where I got a lot of work done, a lot of writing done on the book. And then I worked my way back down to Nashville and I was there last week and man, I just hit the wall again. And there's, there's no, there's no other way to describe it or explain it. And one of my friends just recently on this trip told me that one of the things that he appreciates about me and that he likes about me and why he likes 
likes hanging out with me and why we've been friends for over 30 years is that I, I'm, I, I forget the exact word, but basically I, I'm transparent with my emotions, my feelings, my thoughts. I'm very honest regardless of the circumstances or, or the situations when it comes to specifically uh, talking about myself. Not really what I wanted to go into on this particular <laughs> update, but yeah, last week I just hit the, I hit the wall and, and it was an emotional uh, wall that I hit. So, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't writer's block, but the net result was I just could not get any work done last week. I think it was just the overwhelming realization that I was on my way back to where the alligators are, you know, are snapping and, and what I have to do to get ready for these handful of shows that I have coming up and, and, you know, it, it's wonderful for me to be able to get back to work to a certain extent. Unfortunately, these are not these are not events that are going to be uh, normal because they're going to be um, limited capacity events, which means uh, there's going to be probably some restrictions put on me in order for me to work that I don't want to adhere to. And somebody asked, you know, gosh, it was a year ago. They said, would you wear a mask if it meant you got to go back to work? And you know, my first answer to that was, well, um, I'm a trumpet player. How does that work? I have no idea um, what's going to happen when we arrive at these venues, if they're going to impose upon the band during setup and sound check and all of that uh, for us to mask up. And certainly I don't expect it'll happen while we're on stage, but that's, that all remains to be seen. And, and unfortunately there's not enough of these shows because, um, the, the calendar just is not what my calendar is used to looking. I'm, I'm, I'm used to looking at my gig calendar and seeing at any one moment, 30 to 35, you know, contracted dates into the future. And I have 13 right now. And that's, you know, you know, basically a third of what we would normally have. So it doesn't represent new dates either. Those are really, really difficult to book right now because people still don't know what to do. And it's, you know, just good God, just go open up um, uh, Drudge Report's headlines and, and you, you see all of the the new lockdowns in Europe and the new scare tactics from here and the explosions of deaths in Brazil and blah, 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 blah. And people just don't want to book anything right now. They are still frightened. I, 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 was, I stopped at a gas station uh, just two nights ago i just was run, running in to uh, grab a drink it was it was about 11 p.m so there was nobody there there was one car that pulled up to get fuel and it was a 20 something healthy good shape looked good he gets out of his car and he puts his mask on he goes over to the gas pump he pumps his gas i had seen him get out of the car and put the mask on with no one around outside to pump gas i thought okay well maybe he's going inside Maybe to pay for the gas. No, no, he used a credit card at the pump. Uh, maybe he's going to go in, you know, get a pack of cigarettes or something and felt like he needed to mask up. And he finished pumping the gas. He got back in his car and took his mask off and drove off. And I thought, wow, here's a 25-year-old kid um, putting a mask on when no one is within 50 feet of him outside at night to pump gas. Gets back in his car and took it off i'm surprised he didn't wear it in the car so point being is with that kind of prevailing attitude that's still in the marketplace and particularly when you work in an industry that requires people to you know gather in large crowds and pack together um, you can imagine how um, hesitant people are still to book shows and to uh, 
put anything on the calendar with the 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 uncertainty about what kind of restrictions are going to be reimposed upon all of us. So anyway, so that that's that's me uh, once again, kind of you know moaning, complaining, bitching a little bit about uh, my particular world. Uh, I did I did get to go um, while I was in Wisconsin. I, I wandered through the streets of Minneapolis and I took some videos and photos and hope to sh- share those with you. I'd hope to get them edited together and do a little, you know, um, spiel on uh, what's happening in the uh, trial uh, of Derek Chauvin, the the police officer who we saw with his knee on uh, George Floyd's uh, neck for almost nine minutes. And I wanted to do an update on that. Of course, obviously, I wrote a lot of stories about that. And uh, my own opinions about that event uh, evolved greatly in the process of writing and analyzing that and 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 my my opinions have continued to evolve as as you know as we learn more and that's kind of the way you're supposed to be is once you learn more uh you you become honest with the uh, the changes in perspective that you uh, take on as you become aware of more details more facts of any given situation and as we know the the media is never going to give us everything and they're certainly going to uh, paint false narratives at the beginnings and those certainly influence and affect how we think about everything whether it's george floyd whether it's the riots whether it's january 6th uh whether it's uh covid19 there's a constant evolution that takes place as this data comes in and so you know wandering the streets of minneapolis man that was that was weird because i i did live up there uh, for about five years or exactly five years um late 80s early 90s and uh it was you know minneapolis is just such a beautiful vibrant uh city and um it was dead it was like a ghost town. It was militarized. The double fencing and the razor wire all around the courthouse. Buildings in the in the area still boarded up uh, all these months later. And then, of course, the, the National Guard presence that was there. And other than that, it was just a ghost town. And uh, really sad. Uh, really sad to see what's happening to a great American city as a result of um, this situation and circumstance. Yeah. Not going to get into that any any further. We just, we don't need to go there. I want I want to do a a singular uh, podcast on that and and my thoughts and how they those have evolved over the last uh, however many months it's been now. It was back in May that that episode took place. So um, anyway, further news. Yeah, we're we're still working on as I mentioned. Uh, Edmund and I are working on the book. In that regard, it's 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 a uh, it's an interesting collaboration in that neither one of us are you know, scientists. We're not medical experts. Uh, we're not. Uh, we don't have uh, MD or PhD or you know epidemiologist um, training or, or degrees in that field whatsoever. But uh, we are two. Um, people that are both writers and we're uh, we we're, we're thinkers, and we have uh, very good political instincts. And the two of us began sending each other emails and texts uh, going all the way back to February of last year, um, as just as this thing was beginning to develop. And I mean our. Our radars were uh, antennas were up, highly, highly engaged uh, at the very, very beginning of this, uh, because basically because of our political instincts, we knew that this was one of those uh, crises uh, that could not go to waste uh, in certain people's eyes, particularly in a campaign uh, for president. You know, political season that we were in at the time, 
Uh, so, you know, we're, we're not medical experts, but both of us were severely hurt by the um, uh, bureaucratic decisions made uh, towards locking down the, the economy. And uh, particularly myself uh, being declared a non-essential <laughs> person for a year. And Edmund was, was uh, hurt just as well in a very, very significant way uh, in one aspect of his uh, company's business and uh, cost him hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars last year. As a result of that, and not only that, but not being able to employ um, a lot of people that were laid off as a result of, of uh, that segment of his company that was de- uh, deemed non-essential as well. Apart from the political instincts were just the common sense observations that he and I were sharing back and forth. I mean, I, you know, you, you can go and download um, a file of your text if you have uh, iMessage. And so I've done that. And we've gone back and we've looked at our exchanges from a year ago. And, and it's it's amazing to see what we were on to at the time. And and that, that doesn't even um, uh, allow for the conspiracy theories. And by conspiracy theory, I'm talking about the ones that, that, you know, the ones that people are predisposed on the right side of the political gender or the, or the predisposed on the left side of the politi- political gender. Whose conspiracy theories are, were abundant even early on. They still are today. And, and, and in the writing of this book, we don't even have to go there um, the, because the data is now pouring forth, validating so many of the concerns that we had, both politically, uh, our common sense uh, observations are being uh, uh, validated as well. And and, and we're, we're not even going to need to, we're, I don't know, maybe, maybe we'll do a chapter on, on the conspiracy theories just to show how absurd and unneeded they were. Uh, that may be a, an idea going forward. But bottom line is is that there's just this uh, overwhelming data uh, confirmation uh, of what uh, Edmund and I called back in February and March of last year. So, you know, we're, we're quite encouraged by that. We'd hope to begin work on this book. He actually brought it up on March 12th of 2020. So, over a year ago was the first. I mean, we, we we had not even entered our first lockdown phase yet. I, I don't even think that. Yeah, uh, the, um, the 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 fourteen days to flatten the curve had not even started on March twelfth, and that was the first time in one of our texts he floated the idea that he and I needed to do something together to expose what was going on on the political side of things. And we had no idea what was about to happen on the. Uh, bureaucratic state and local level uh, just didn't see it coming uh, that fast once those things started happening we were we were pretty accurate as far as what the net results and what the uh, consequences would be uh, both intended and unintended consequences so uh, we're, we're, we're proud of what we're we're putting together it's not an I told you so thing so much um, although it's hard not to go there we don't want to be those we don't want to be those guys but it is it is hard in many many ways not to go there and and when you have two, non-experts, non-experts in the medical field, non-scientists, not epidemiologists, not virologists. And a year later, we're being shown to be more correct than the so-called bureaucratic experts are. Um, It's hard not to go into an I told you so writing mode. But that's the case. That's what's happening. So um, real quick, because I I did not mean to go this long. You're the ones that are uh, helping support uh, TPC. And uh, I wanted to be sure that you know, kind of, you know, on a personal level, where we're at, what I'm doing, and uh, what what your uh, your your five dollars a month are, are going to, and and how much it's appreciated. So I didn't want to get past the opportunity of 
you know, just kind of updating, you know, where we're at and what we're doing. But we, we do have, you know, the, the big thing right now, and this is kind of maybe more or less uh, an Ask TPC moment, have just uh, an incredible amount of um, questions and emails and DMs private messages coming in linking to all things related to the gun control uh, agenda of the Biden administration right now. And, you know, all of us knew this was coming. Those of you that are watching me right now or listening to me right now, you've known this was coming. I don't need to, um, certainly don't need to do an, I told you so with this because you knew it as well as I knew it, that once this administration got in office, and the first opportunity was presented to them. And we've had a couple of mass shootings here in the last week. Um, we had the situation in Georgia, which, of course, was completely misrepresented by the uh, press as being uh, an Asian hate crime. It's not, you know, some guy with a uh, sexual addiction conflicted by his religion and uh, obviously mentally uh, uh, deficient. And as a result, he went in and he killed a bunch of people. <clears throat> it just happened to be that um, eight out of ten or however many, or six out of eight, whatever it was, the total. I don't, I'm, I've, I've really been, my head's been in a lot of other things, so the details uh, may escape me. Uh, the fine details may escape me. But the the bottom line is is that um, because there was a significant percentage, that, you know, 75% of those who died were or shot were uh, Asian, that this now became an Asian hate crime and falls into that narrative, which, of course, we all know the details on that as well, is that most cr crimes committed against uh, Asian peoples are being committed by blacks, typically in inner city situations, um, and they're not being committed by, you know, the uh, white supremacist uh, element as has been portrayed um, in this particular story. Now you jump to Colorado. Guy kills 10 people in a grocery store, shopping mall, whatever whatever it was. And suddenly we have another white supremacist hate crime that is being, you know, blared out into the media uh, first thing that morning until we found out that the guy's a Muslim. And um, with a, a nearly uh, <laughs> unpronounceable uh, Arabic name. And then we, you know, we also learned that he was uh, mentally deficient as well. Once again, and, and less than just, you know, a handful of days, the, the MSM uh, got it wrong. And here we are with two situations and circumstances that the, um, the Biden administration can now claim as a crisis that must not go to waste. And, and, and just the absurdity of Biden's statement uh, the other night, which was totally fine for him to get on there and, you know, and, and give, you know, his thoughts and prayers and, and, well wishes to the families of those who, who were um, uh, killed and injured, but uh, but then to follow it up by flat out saying that he's coming after. I mean, and he's going to make illegal an entire uh, class of guns, and in so doing, he's going to criminalize hundreds, uh, you know, or uh, uh, at least a hundred million Americans, and and you know the, the sweep of a pen. And then the, the very next morning after that statement that he was, in fact, coming after the guns, <laughs> then, then his vice president, uh, president-to-be Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, I still can't pronounce her name. Um, I'll learn to pronounce her name when she becomes uh, the first, uh, um, uh, well, can, can we even say female president? Because we're not supposed to uh, use those terms anymore, according to Nancy Pelosi. So um, when she becomes the first president that's not a cisgendered male can i say that 
and so the the point being is is that she comes out the next day and she is uh is going we need to stop this narrative nobody's coming after your guns wait wait a minute you're a person who actually campaigned on this uh, when you you know managed to get to two percent of the democratic vote in the, the primaries don't lie to us just uh let's get this let's get this thing going you know it's uh, it's going to be a, a legislative battle that will probably easily be lost because as we know uh, elections have consequences be they legitimate or stolen doesn't matter oh we know who controls washington right now and it's gonna be a very very difficult fight um uh, as these uh, pieces of legislation come down we are yet to see what's going to come out of the executive order pen uh, I don't anticipate that either one of them are going to be favorable. I'm worried. So that was the question people were asking me. So where's this going? Well, look, uh, the ninth, uh, just I think it was just yesterday, the ninth uh, court, uh, ninth circuit court ruled in a Hawaiian case that there is no right given to carry a weapon outside of your home. They literally said that the Second Amendment only applies to hearth and home. For personal defense, these these are these are judges at the highest level of the you know the federal judiciary, short of the Supreme Court itself. This is the level where people are elevated, nominated from to the Supreme Court, and they don't know the history. They don't know the uh, intent of the founders related to personal protection, self defense. As it relates to firearms, of course they know it's, it, it's activism, and we're in trouble. Uh, it, this this is this is coming, and it's coming fast. As I've hashtagged many times already this year, in social media all over the place. Uh, and you thought twenty twenty sucked, hashtag. And you thought twenty twenty was bad. There's a world of hurt coming out of Washington right now, and there's a reason why that fence is still up over there because they know what they're about to do. I'm in no. Um, hurry to be declared a criminal just because of what's in my gun safe or what I carry around with me in my car or what I carry with me in my, you know, my pocket. And it's going to be um, important for all of us to stay awake. And, you know, and I hate to say it because I, I'm, I'm not one of those people that believe that, you know, uh, it's time to be rallying around the Capitol with weapons you know, what happened on the 6th was a bunch of guys with, uh, you know, sticks and bear spray against a fully armed Capitol Police force who allowed them under order to breach that building. And and, and that narrative, is, as I've written and talked about extensively, is a load of crap. But there is going to come a time, it seems, where many, many Americans are going to be pushed to the brink of showing up at that building carrying more than sticks and bear spray. And that is frightening to me. I, I, I don't I don't think anybody who believes that let's get this, you know, boogaloo on or get let's get this civil war going, man, do you really want that for your children? Do you really want that for your grandchildren? Do you really want that for your family? Because do do you really know what that means? And how horrific that is. Um, yeah, we've never seen it. We haven't lived it unless you're, you know, a veteran and you've been over in Iraq or, or Vietnam or, um, you know, Afghanistan and you've witnessed it and seen it with your own eyes. Maybe you're an immigrant. 
and you've come from an Eastern uh, European country where the, the Soviets or the Russians have attacked, I've never witnessed it with my own eyes, but I, I know what it looks like and I know how uh, frightening a prospect it is. So I don't want us to go there. That's why we have to we have to fight legislatively and we have to do it locally. We have to do it at the state house. And, and certainly we have to um, um, bury, bury, our senators and our representatives in D.C., regardless of which party they're in. Because let me tell you, this common sense gun control thing, Republicans will cave. Now, we, we know the handful who won't, but Republicans, there'll be, a, there'll be plenty of Republicans who will cave. And the NRA is no longer the power that it was controlling very large number of Democrats, not controlling, but, uh, but uh, that had had the ear of a large number of Democrats because they know that those Democrats represented gun owners and their districts and they would follow the NRA's bidding on certain votes as, you know, a lobbying organization, a legal lobbying organization. And so we we know that the NRA doesn't have that, that kind of sway over the Democratic Party any longer. Um, that party is, has drifted so far uh, away from the word I'm looking for, any pretense of defending the Bill of Rights. So they don't care what the NRA has to say. They don't care how powerful the NRA is. And the, and the NRA is just not as powerful as it used to be, uh, particularly with Democrats. So I, 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 uh, I know what we're going to have to do, and we're going to, have to, we're going to have to marshal the forces as representative, we the people lobbyists, and we've got to take down uh, this um, – this agenda and this initiative and this uh, uh, crisis not to go to waste that's been handed to them. And as I said before, I don't need to go into conspiracy theories on that. I'm not saying that these were um, uh, false flag events. The The timing is just perfect for these um, these guys in Washington, new, administrative, uh, new administration, the new Senate majority, and they are going to take advantage of it. So let me let me just close this out by I'm I'm just going to read you something that I wrote one year ago today. So this is this is a big comedy. So it's an update from TPC to our supporters. Um, did a little bit of ask TPC related to the um, the the uh, gun control initiatives that are coming. And then we'll also do a little COVID wayback machine here. And I'm just going to read you something that I wrote a year ago related to something that was said here locally in, in uh, Durham, North Carolina by the, I believe it was the mayor, but let, let me just, let me just read it to you. So one year ago today, uh, March 25th, 2020, uh, posted this at 5.09 PM one year ago today. If I don't laugh about this absurdity, Anger and rage will give me an aneurysm long before any virus has a chance to send me into the next dimension. Announcing the new shelter-in-place order, the mayor of Durham, North Carolina, today listed a few exceptions. People are allowed to go outside for walking, hiking, running, biking, golfing, and playing tennis. Golfing and tennis can only be played if there is social distancing. I am concerned about this. We will be monitoring this, quoth the mayor. I assumed that he means no mixed doubles, uh, no best ball tourneys. Uh, who will be doing the monitoring, by the way? The local cops or is there a special community task force? Speaking of which, why has no one laid out uh, sexual distancing rules yet? Or have I just missed that 
It's interesting. This is an aside that did come later, didn't it? Uh, I assume threesomes are right out, or are we simply confined to the uh, ten or less order? Phone sex and spank revision only. Where is the governor's and mayor's leadership on this important matter? Anyway, no stay-at-home order in Raleigh yet. Uh, Durham's government is so much more radically politically correct. I'm surprised it took them this long. The People's Republic of Chapel Hill has even let Charlotte beat them to that particular virtue signaling punchline here in North Carolina. I got in a 6.25-mile walk this afternoon. I walked the entire perimeter of downtown Raleigh. Far more places are now closed uh, than on Saturday. Fewer restaurants offering outside uh, curbside service, but the chocolate factory was still open. Yummy. The ABC stores, which is um, North Carolina's liquor stores, seem to be doing a rather brisk business. Yesterday, our Wake County Sheriff announced a suspension in the issuance of handgun permits. Interestingly, the reason given was because of a 250% increase in application requests over the last couple of weeks and their inability to keep up with processing. I'll take that as a net positive, actually. There are also fewer walkers and runners out, but it still is technically a work day. Habits have definitely changed as everyone gives purposefully wide berths and passing each other on the sidewalks. The only other noticeably stark difference is that the homeless are now gathered together or walking in pairs or groups. They were all staying separate from each other. They apparently have their own effective means of social networking, uh, getting the word out to each other. They were very obviously behaving different. I stopped at my local grocer on the home stretch of my walk. Totally normal weekday crowd, though no one's going to be uh, making a last-minute pasta dish tonight. Everything else seemed pretty well stocked. I, I picked up a nice lamb shoulder. The supply chain hasn't yet broken down and no signs of impending mass starvation. Before heading out on my cigar walk, I posted a message on my personal Facebook timeline, and I quote, I'm about to go out for my daily walk. We'll probably stop by the Harris Teeter on the way home. Anybody need me to pick up anything for them? Milk? Eggs? Toilet paper? Coronavirus? Your go today, March 25th, posted at 5.09 p.m. Just my comments about what I was observing uh, at the beginning of the stay-at-home lo- orders and lockdowns and, and the permissions that were being given to us by mayors uh, allowing us to uh, walk, play tennis, play golf. I, I thought the golf courses staying open were, was rather interesting because obviously that's where uh, the money is. There you have it. All right, there's a quick update. Uh, it went a lot longer than I thought it would. Um, please... Um, uh, hang with me as I am. As I said, I'm 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 back. I'm stomping out some alligators, um, uh, knocking them off my sidewalk. So those are coming up to the door, and and taking care of those things uh, as we uh, work our way forward here. I'm, I'm going to try and stick to my schedule here with you guys. Um, now that uh, I'm back home, I should have a little bit more opportunity to do this. It's certainly more convenient to leave my gear up here than going in and constantly resetting it up everywhere that I was going and traveling. So uh, there we go. Steve, TPC, saying thank you to all of our supporters out there. Uh, We've got more information coming about the book um, and uh, how you can get involved with that as well because I think we're going to launch a um, um, uh, crowdfunding uh, so that we can be prepared to self-publish in case we aren't able to get a publisher we don't know yet. But uh, we we do have... uh, ends there because uh, 
between uh, Edmund's contacts and mine, we do have uh, access. You know how it works. There's no guarantees uh, when it comes to uh, getting a publisher for a writer or a record deal for an artist. So we're going to be prepared to, to get this out on our own uh, should we come down to that. So we're going we're gonna to probably do a crowdfunding on that to uh, uh, make it worth your while to participate for sure. All right. Thanks a bunch. I will be uh, back with you hopefully tomorrow and uh, be a little bit more focused and less to catch up on. And we can really kind of dive into some specific things that are going on right now. Send me your questions and uh, we'll do another Ask TPC episode just as soon as you fill up my inbox or these message boards uh, here on uh, Locals. And I, ah, I keep wanting to end this thing and I can't because we need more participation. Um that that's the bottom line is this i I think it's kind of hard for you guys to understand because you are supporters you get to post i mean you get to actually put your own content on our community's page if i don't like it i'll remove it or maybe i'll maybe i'll just comment on it in a way that puts it more in line with you know uh, the pragmatic constitutionalist perspective on whatever content that you post but this is your community and you have a right to post on this because you are supporting and so that tool has been given to every one of you that have signed up for at least you know five dollars a month there it is so comment post ask questions let's fire this thing up and make it make it a place that uh, we all you know prefer to be in and 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 as i've pointed out before the fact that there is even just a tiny paywall it keeps the trolls out so it's a much more intelligent conversation going on um, uh, in this community than any of the other social media platforms so Thanks a bunch. Let me get out of here. Let me stop rambling. Thanks for indulging me. Bye.